Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Thank you for being here with me today. I have a new word from the Lord received between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. today. The title of that word is Scorched Earth, Australia and New Zealand. And that's received today, November 6, 2021. So before I begin, the core theme of this particular prophecy is idolatry, idolatry. So when we hear idolatry, we often think of the image that I managed to find today, um, something that the Lord was showing me about a particular culture. And when I went to Google, when I went to Google to see, um, I found so many supporting images of what the father was showing me as he was speaking to me. Of course, that's because the Lord knows exactly what he's saying. So the pictures I see, obviously, when I go to the internet, there's always so much supporting documentation for them. But idolatry is basically, can be simply defined as having something else that is not the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on the throne of your heart. And so here in the Western world, here in the United States of America, whenever we hear prophetic words about idolatry, we always feel so much pity, uh, we think, pity for other nations and other cultures that worship visible idols and have visible gods and visible mythology, such as this one and such as, um, I think it's in the far East and things like that. They have, they have visible depictions of the gods that they worship. They have their different statues and their different temples. But many times the Lord points out the irony of having people in the United States and even people in the Western world, wherever you may be, you may be in Europe or something like that, feeling sorry for people who worship the outward God, because he says that the hearts of people who are feeling sorry for others are often full of idolatry themselves. And their idols are on TV. Their idols are in um, various walks of life, such as art and music. Not that it's a crime for people to be in these disciplines. If that is what a person is good at, then surely they can do that for a living. The problem comes when the audience begins to exalt these people like gods, where they can do no wrong, even where these people step out of line, where they even commit crimes against ordinary people. They're always exonerated. They never have to pay the price that a normal person would have to pay for the similar crime. We constantly excuse them. We give them endless free passes. And that is idolatry. If anything controls your heart, maybe you're a woman who lost a child and you want to have a child. And now the desire to have that child is consuming you. That is idolatry. If you're a single person and you would like to be married or you would like to be in a relationship and the desire for that thing begins to drive you in an unhealthy fashion until it's all you can think about, all you can focus on. And it's the only reason you even come to God for relationship anymore, that's idolatry. If you're controlled, if your choices are controlled or unduly influenced or compelled by any force other than the voice of the Lord God and his Holy Spirit telling you what to do, how to step and how to choose, you are at risk or already in idolatry. And so don't think it's always a huge metal or a huge stone or wooden statue standing up visibly in front of the eyes. A lot of modern day idolatry rests in the heart. And in fact, here in the United States, the nation is falling down under 
idolatry right now because of following so-called medical experts and following the government and following um, your doctor and following a favorite voice that says, oh, you should do this and you should get this. And people are putting their health at risk. They're putting their children at risk because of voices that they idolize and they don't know that the outcome is going to be what the Lord called this morning, scorched earth. So I think that scorched earth is, it's definitely a military term and it's a form of warfare where you don't leave anything behind. So you basically, if you are in a war, if there are two forces in a war and one begins to exert more power over the other, so one force starts winning the battle and the other force is now um, compelled to retreat. What happens with scorched earth is that as you retreat, you burn everything. So you burn all the fields and you burn all the food and you put sand or put rocks in the water sources so that as your enemy is advancing against you, they cannot find anything off the land to feed their armies. So they can't find any food. They can't find any water. They can't find any shelter. And so as they're advancing, they're advancing at the cost of their lives because most armies don't carry what they need. They expect that they will be able to get what they need off the land that they conquer. But when you do scorched earth, it's basically a military tactic that just means leave nothing behind. And the Lord woke me up at 6 a.m. constantly repeating these things that I'm going to share with you today so that you can understand what really is at stake when it comes to these injectable solutions and what the cost is going to be for America and the whole world. So the opening scripture for today is this, Psalm 115 verses 4 to 8. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throat. Those who make them will become like them, and so is everyone who trusts in them. And so this is Psalm 115. The psalmist is basically mocking false gods. But he's not only mocking false gods, he makes a very telling statement at the bottom. He says that these idols that are made of silver and gold or sometimes metal or wood are made from human hands. So all these depictions of the gods are the imaginations of men's hearts, but they're not false imaginations. As I will share at the end of these prophecies, the things that you see standing all over the world, the, the angels, um, statues of angels and statues of dragons and statues of things that have the head of a snake in the body of a man or the head of a dog in the body of a man or the, the top of a woman in the body of a fish. All these depictions that you see around the world that we are told um, is art is actually lim lingering artifacts of a time gone past. That was once history. So I've shared on this channel many times that a lot of the stuff that have come now into modern culture, especially Western culture that are dismissed as myths are actually artifacts 
and lingering echoes of the past, things that the ancients lived through. And so the psalmist is saying here that men use metals and sometimes they use precious metals and sometimes they use base according to their budget, what they can afford. And they work with their hands, things that have mouths but can't speak, eyes but can't see, hands that cannot help or save, feet that cannot walk anywhere. In fact, in most temples, the God has to be soldered or nailed to the temple unless he will fall over. So we see in many of these countries when there is an earthquake, not only does the roof collapse and not only does the building shape, but the so-called God sitting in that temple falls over and smashes himself to pieces and then he needs to be repaired. The psalmist says that these dead things cannot make a sound and they are not alive, but then he says that those who make them will become like them. So idolatry is a practice that deadens a person. Idolatry eventually kills you inside to where you have no sensitivity to the voice of God. And so to all who are wondering why it is that the injectable solution has just flooded the world and taken over and is such an unstoppable and such a powerful trend, not only is it spiritual lawlessness that is working with all deceivableness, but people who have no love of the truth who is the truth? The Lord Jesus Christ. People who have no love of the truth in themselves are very easily deceived. And this is why they have all offered up themselves on this altar. That is a sacrifice that the Lord says they are sacrificing themselves on the altar of logic and science. And now we've come to the place where they're now even willing to sacrifice their children and so you become dull on the inside because you have idols in the heart and you will become as dead and dull as these idols that are being described. And so God gave me three categories today. Two of them are nations and one of them I will simply call fallout from the V and boosters. And so God was once again speaking about these CVs and what they are doing to people. And he said, and I've said it many times, this cannot be new. He said that people around the world are going to die in record numbers. He was speaking of the United States. But when I asked him, he said that he was talking about all the nations where this practice is overgoing. And the Lord said something, and I'm going to say it exactly as he said it. He said that people are thinking that the deaths that we've seen is an indication of how bad it can get. So what we've seen is a small number, an admittedly small number out of the billions and billions of people that we are dying and having very, very horrible reactions as soon as they take this thing. And everyone is seeing this tiny, small reaction, um, comparatively speaking, in the first wave. If you haven't seen the prophecy, Survival of the Fittest, that is the prophecy that has started all the other medical prophecies that I have brought. So if you haven't seen that one, please visit the medical playlist on this channel and make sure that you watch them from the first one to the last. Make sure that you watch Survival of the Fittest and make sure that you watch the dogs, which is another prophecy that the Lord referenced in this one. He says that these deaths that we've been seeing, we think because of how horrible it's been and how sudden people have lost their lives and the horrible adverse reactions that they've been having, we think that this is an idea of how bad it can get. But this is not how bad it can get. And God says it's because humanity continues to underestimate the extent of wickedness that is among us and how bad it can get. And he tells me this all the time. Celestial, people don't really know that they live in the midst of murderers. They don't pay attention. And to be honest, it is hard for people to keep in their minds 
that we live in a world that is intent on exterminating you. So you wake up in the morning and you're doing your human things. And it's very hard for you to keep an awareness that this water might be poisoned. My food might be poisoned. I need to pray before I eat. I need to pray over the water that I drink. I need to also take practical steps like getting a filtration system so that my young children aren't drinking water that's 80% lead. So if you can afford to take these steps and you're not taking them because you just feel, oh no, the government filters the water and you know the food, you know, why would our government try to harm us? Then you are living, as the prophet Jeremiah said, in the midst of deceit. You're living like a sheep in the midst of a wolf fold saying, oh no, the Lord protects my steps. And that is just, that's not wisdom and that's total irresponsibility. And so God was saying to me that humanity underestimates, grossly underestimates the extent of wickedness that is among us and how bad it can get. And he said, this is because people do not listen when the truth is being told to them. So most of us I have shared, listen through a filter People come to this channel and they will hear the concise words that I'm speaking. But because there is so much cotton in their heart, they don't hear what I'm saying. They hear what they think I'm saying. And they go away with what God called this twisted and jumbled version of the truth. In order to receive prophetic truth, you have to hear what is being said exactly as it's being said and stop trying to twist it to fit what you already came here with in your mind as your version of the truth, because the two of them may not line up and that will leave you in a state of confusion. The Lord said the truth is that concerning this issue, Satan himself is behind this process. Now, there are people who understand this. They fully understand that Satan is behind this entire process of the injectable solution. And yet they think about it in a way that is not quite lined up with what God is saying. God is saying that the main protocol of this is to kill. I have said this while people have come and argued their own opinion and no, it is this and it is that. And I actually, I have nothing to say to that. I am here to say what the Lord gives me and exclusively that shall I say. The Lord has said that these V's, the protocol of them is to kill, to exterminate. He said that the objective of Satan is to leave none alive. So just imagine if a group of soldiers goes to an area and there's women, children, goats, and sheep, and then they're told, wipe out everything, leave nothing alive. That is the core of what these CVs do, the CV-19 injectables. It is to leave none alive. And if you're wondering why they're driving it so hard and offering incentives and offering bribes, and then because the incentives and the bribes have only worked on a certain section of the population, they've now moved to mandates and soon they will move to actual physical force. As I've shared, leave nothing alive. That is the devil's objective, celestial scorched earth. This is a scorched earth approach to the flesh of humanity. And those who have participated in it have nothing to look forward to but misery, even the ones who are well. There will be a rapid decline in population across the whole earth, just as Revelation says. To kill with famine, to kill with plague and the beasts of the earth. That is what is going to happen. The plagues will kill the people. And this poison will kill them. And the Lord moved on to say that these 
boosters will kill more than those who took the original shots. There will be more deaths from the boosting solutions than the original CV solutions. And these bees, let's call them, will heighten the death rate to no end until the prophecy, the dogs, is fulfilled. The Lord said that there will come a lot of pressure concerning these boosters and they, they will reach the point where they will also become mandated. So they will reach the point where they will be forcibly required and perhaps even forcibly given. So it will not be enough that you took the first one or the second one. He says that it will become an ongoing pressure with these um, bees. These B solutions will become an ongoing cyclical pressure. And he says that the teen death rate is going to skyrocket once they also receive their inoculations um, at the same rate that adults have received. So adults are by far those who have received the highest rate of solutions, injectables. And the Lord says that once the teens have received um, as many as adults have, then their rate is also going to skyrocket. And he says that it will be mandatory. And in fact, that there will be terrible social pressure and government pressure to take these things. And if you don't take them, you will be very much ostracized and vilified and treated terribly over this. And indeed the Lord did speak to me and I'm going to share with you so that you, you're not laboring under a misconception of what I'm trying to say. There are people in your family who have taken this and now they're pressuring you. And perhaps now you're probably going to be alone at Thanksgiving. That's not what God is talking about. So the, the way the sense that came to me when he was saying this is how America used to be segregated in the 50s and 40s and 60s, how there was this clear demarcation. So I want those who have not taken this to understand um, the depth of the prophetic words that I have brought, because I know that there are many people out there who read these prophecies almost as if they're watching short documentaries or movie clips. You know, you read and you move on and you don't know that you're actually reading your future, my future. You're reading what will happen to you in clear and graphic terms, but you're not actually grasping the serious of, seriousness of this. So if you know what the United States was like in the times of segregation, where certain people who looked like myself could not access basic this and basic that, and they were at risk of having their homes burned and their lives taken away on a whim. They could be walking home and just go missing. It will be like that. And it will not only be like that from the top, it will also be like that from the bottom. So it's the people around you who will report you. It is the people who live right next to you who will pick up the phone and say, this entire family next to me gives me this vibe like they haven't taken it. And if you've noticed that the Lord says that one of one of the outcomes of people who have taken these things is that they will suffer neurological damage and they will become very aggressive. I think that's in the prophecy, deadly mandates. They will become very aggressive and they will be prone to, um, outbursts of wrath 
And God said that some of them will even have what he called seething rage and that you should be careful around such people because they can harm you. They're going to become violent and they're going to become very strong advocates for this thing. And if you think that the government has the resources to come door to door and all that, they are not going to really need to do that because they're going to have a thousand little willing minions, a millions upon millions of willing minions living right next door to the people who do not want to be minions, squealing on them and sometimes being very outwardly forcible. So this ostracized being ostracized will come to mean that you can't get certain basic things. And also you will be hated and treated really terribly over this. So if you know what segregation was like, that's going to be the new segregation. And those who do not want to comply will be the victims of it. And then the Lord said that there will be record deaths in Manhattan and that the prophecy, the dogs will be fulfilled. So to those who do not know what the prophecy, the dogs were, was, I will share it briefly in that prophecy. Um, it was twilight. It was going to morning. So dawn was coming in the nation of the United States and there were two big houses and they were the two main houses that came out with the first two injectables, the P house and the M house. And I saw these beautiful Alaskan Malamutes, these gorgeous snow dogs. They lined up in the early morning twilight and they lined up before these two houses, which were like garages with the doors still pulled down. And they were waiting for these two houses to open and start giving the injectables. And the dogs were so beautiful. And I wanted to touch them. And the Lord said to me, do not go near them. Do not go near them and do not touch them. And so I stayed away. And when the two houses opened, the dogs filed into these very dark warehouses. So I couldn't see what was in the warehouses, but all the dogs filed into the P house and the M house. And they went in there and they got what they wanted to get. And then later the picture changed. And I saw these dogs all over Manhattan. So I saw them all over New York City and they were destroyed Whatever they had taken had destroyed their fur. So their fur came out in huge patches, very huge patches. And these dogs could barely breathe. So they were going, <laughs> and they were lying all over the streets of the city with huge patches and burned skin. And all these dogs had been burnt very severely upon the nose. So they were burnt severely upon the nose. And the Lord said to me, Celestial, these have destroyed themselves in their most tender places. I've shared many things that the Lord said that because of these V's, people will be damaged in their bodies so badly, especially the young people, that they will want to commit suicide. They will want to kill themselves because they are permanently damaged. Either they can't walk or they can't speak or they've suffered some kind of devastating d disability where they're not able to hang out with their peers anymore. They're not able to enjoy life as they were. They're not cute. So they can't be on social media anymore because you can't be on social media anymore. If you're jerking or twitching or disabled or paralyzed or in a chair. And so the Lord showed me that the suicide rate among the young people will go up. And then he said, that, that blunt and graphic prophecy, the dogs that I have just described, he said that we will see people dying in the streets right in front of us as we go along. And this is something the Lord has been saying to me since, I would say, August. He will just say it conversationally to me. Celestial, you will no longer need to 
get any updates of what is happening concerning these things, it will become impossible to hide. Celestial, no one will need to look for vaccine injuries and deaths anymore. They will be visible. We won't have to rely on social media sites and hidden data. He said that it will be a case where we now see people sick and dying in the streets. And so he said that, um, he always would say this to me, you will see people dying right in front of you. He said, and I've shared in another prophecy that, um, it was as if something was taking huge scoops out of the United States and people just dropped dead. So they were doing ordinary activities, shopping, walking their dogs, sitting on their couches and watching TV. And they just literally dropped dead. They had aneurysms. They had massive strokes, massive heart attacks, all kinds of things. And they simply passed away right there. And God said that there will be nothing that anyone can do about this, that the death rate will skyrocket and it will no longer be hideable. We will see this openly people passing away because of their complications. And you can also read that in the prophecy, Deadly Mandates. And so I saw this huge drive-through cinema as the Lord was speaking to me, a huge, the, the map of the world just spread out and everyone is sitting on the map at a school desk. And in front of us, at the very, very front of all these millions of us, uh, myself included sitting at my desk was a huge drive through cinema screen. And on that screen, they were telling us why we had to get V's and why we also have to get uh, B solutions, which is uh, the boosters and why we have to do this and why it is important for everyone's safety. And I was not the least bit interested. I was not the least bit interested in what was going on. And I took some work, some personal work out of my desk and I started doing the, my work. And I saw that many, many in the group, in the worldwide group were no longer, they were not interested. They were bored. Some of them were on their phones. Some of them were playing video games. Some of them even put their head down on the desk and they fell asleep. But the majority of the people were riveted to that screen, giving us this international information. And some people were even taking notes, but I didn't listen to a word of it. So that is what the Lord has said about these follow-up solutions to the main solutions, that they will keep coming and it will get to the point where they will try to force people to take it, mandate people to take it. They will say it's not enough. Whatever it is that they will say, the Lord said, just know that death is following after. Death is following after. Revelation chapter six, the pale horse is riding and hell will follow with him. Now for Australia, Australia is falling away. This is what God says. In fact, Australia has fallen away and Australia will be punished with floods. So the words that the Lord gave me were four places and I haven't had time to even look them up, but I did write what I heard and it's the University of Queensland, Queensland, Victoria, and Auckland. The Lord says that these places will have record numbers of sickness, disease, and death, and that this place called Queensland will go underwater. So it's either going to sink and go underwater, or it's going to experience flooding to the point where it will effectively be underwater. I am not sure. But I saw this area called Queensland in Australia, and it was like a basin that was filling up with this very eerie, non-transparent blue water. It's the kind of blue water that you find in those hidden caves, you know, where the water is not so transparent, but it's so, so azure, so blue and eerie looking. And that's what I saw that 
Queensland was filling up with that greenish blue turquoise kind of water and it was 70% covered. It was 70% covered and God said that this will be the punishment for sin. And he also said that this place called Victoria will be affected by water. And I found this word very strange because we all know that though Australia is an island, meaning it's right there in the middle of the sea, it is a very hot and dry place as far as I know. It's not known for flooding and it's not known for having an abundance of rainfall, but God did say that water will affect that continent for sin. And this is the word to Australia. I will punish you for godlessness. I will punish you for secularism and for putting me aside from you. I lit a candle in you. In fact, I did more than that. I lit a very bright lamp in your midst and out of you, Christianity blazed forth and it covered the world. You started a revolution. You lifted the name of Jesus and the nations flocked into their temples to worship the God who is called Yah. But look at you now. You're cold and you have fallen. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the righteous power thereof. You have fallen away. You have become reprobate. You no longer worship me. You no longer shine like a lamp that calls the nations to worship. You have become lukewarm. And so I will spit you out of my mouth, repent and do the first works. And so as the Lord was saying this to me, I saw Australia raising up such a praise to God. Goodness, millions and millions of people. I was watching the continent from above and I just saw these images of millions of people praising God. It was like a roar over the nations. And I even saw Hillsong the way they used to be when they used to have the choir all in neat black clothing, clapping their hands and praising God. And I saw the musical notes, the symbols for music. So the one that looks like this and the one that looks like this, I think it's bass clef and treble clef. And I saw the music notes forming a chord. I don't know if you can see it like that. I saw them forming a chord like that. And the chords rose over Australia and braided themselves and then began to go up into the heaven. And God was so pleased. And the phrase that came to me was joyful praise. This is what God showed me first. And then he showed me how Australians love to fix things. And so I saw them working on tractors and trucks and, and, and cars in the desert. And God made it known to me that there's nothing these people can't fix. So they were very hardworking and hardy people, very resilient. I saw them sweating in very high temperatures, but they were not complaining. He said that they are self-reliant and sufficient. And I did not feel that God was angry against Australia for this. What God was angry about is because Australia has replaced him as their God and him as their defender with themselves. He showed how they started out Christian and then they slowly and slowly became more secular. And then he said this, she'll be right, mate. She'll be right. I heard it in their accent. And he says that she'll be right, mate, is the real God in Australia. So later on, I looked it up and I found that she'll be right is a famous Australian encouragement. It means that everything will work out. It means we will be okay as long as we don't give up. So as I was listening to the Lord explain this to me, when I looked it up, I came to understand that there's a very steadfast belief in Australia that you don't need anything more than hard work and determination and a bit of luck and a few tools to fix any problem. 
and that you don't need to depend on anyone because as long as you're committed to hard work and you have your own personal life philosophy. So this is something that happens in secular societies a lot. They don't conform conform to one moral standard. Everyone has their own moral life philosophy. In America, it's called do you, you know, do what works for you. And so in Australia, as long as you're ha- you have a personal life philosophy and you have your own values, they start to feel that that is all you need to live a good life. But this is classic secularism and it is a very, very obvious mark of countries that are f- that are fallen, that are backslidden, that have fallen away from God. And I just shared that secularism is, is the mark of the reprobate, which is what God called Australia. Reprobate means that you have, you used to have high or perfect moral standards and values, but then you slide away from them and you become a shadow of your former self. So I shared that. And then the last thing I will share is about New Zealand. And the Lord said that New Zealand will have a tsunami There will be a tsunami in New Zealand and the water will rise up over the land and destroy it for the sake of these gods that are still worshipped and respected and venerated there. To venerate something is to hold it in very high esteem, to honor it, and yes, to even worship it. And so I began to see these quick images of gods that have feathers and they reminded me so much of... um, Incan gods in their shape and also um, Native American dress in their style. So they had um, some kind of bracelet here with feathers sticking out of it and bracelet at the neck with feathers sticking out of it and large nostrils. This is something that they had very large nostrils and they had this curious thing that men do now where they put a stud in, but it's not a normal stud. It pulls down the ear and makes a very big hole. So you can see a young man now with an earring in his earlobe as big as a quarter, a very big hole. That was something I saw on these gods, stout wooden gods with very fierce faces. And the Lord said this, this is the message to New Zealand because you are still worshiping these gods and still calling them your ancestors and you're still asking them for wisdom and guidance, I will destroy you on account of these gods. For I am the Lord your God and you shall have no other gods before me. He said, Christianity is right there among you. It is available to you, but you are still wearing feathers and dancing, still calling the gods to favor you as you run for the hunt. Therefore, I will destroy you on account of your gods. Now, when the Lord said, run for the hunt, I saw an image of a man with his arms raised and he was calling on someone in the sky to help him and to favor him. And he was not wearing a lot of clothes. And the way he looked, he was dressed almost like an American Indian with printing and painting all over his body and feathers on these elbow bracelets and feathers in his hair. And he was calling on someone in the sky to bless him and show him abundance and favor, but it was not the Lord. And when he finished asking for help, he turned and he ran with energy into this forest and his intention was to hunt boar. Now I said here that I do not know if boars exist in New Zealand, but I saw the animal, a short, stout kind of pig with short tusks. That is what this man intended to hunt, wild boar. And I saw that he was so determined that he was ready to run in the bush until he found this animal and killed it. 
So as I was thinking about all this, the Lord said, they worship the earth, the sea, and the sky celestial. They call on gods that are not me. They remember all the requirements of these gods and they keep the commandments of these gods, but they cannot remember me. Yet I have said, cursed is the man who puts his faith in the creature rather than the creator. I will cast him out of my my presence for he is profane and unholy and unrighteous. I have given all the abundance of the earth to bless men, but instead he has turned my generosity into legends of beasts and gods. New Zealand will have a terrible tsunami on the east coast of their island that will wash her people away because they have sacrificed to other gods and remembered them. Instead of me, the sea will rise up and swallow them. So let those that have ears to hear, hear and deliver themselves and their families for from my vengeance, for I am the Lord. And so I really ask that you will go to the master's voice and read this prophecy because there is teaching at the end of it about how the various nations continue to choose their beliefs and their cultures over honoring God. It is righteousness to believe in God and serve God. And as I said in the beginning, idolatry is having anything sitting on the throne of your heart. So if you choose to remember the ways of your ancestors over learning and following the ways of the one true God in the Bible, it is unrighteousness and it is idolatry. There was another prophecy like that called the floods are coming. And the nations that we spoke about there were India, Pakistan, England, and many other European nations, how the nations of Europe are going back to the paganism of their past. They're going back to the paganism of their roots. And many nations, many, many nations do not know that the traditions and the cultures that they cling to so deeply were actually seeded to man from the fallen. So what do I mean seeded to man? In ancient days, the fallen ones came down and because they demonstrated so much might and visible power, being able to call down fire, being able to call down rain and lightning and perform shocking feats of strength and supernatural power. Obviously, ancestors of the nations that exist today thought that they were the gods. They bowed down to them. They served them and they honored them. And they believed the lie of Satan, who is the progenitor of all fallen. Satan has children and is the father of the fallen. They believe the devil's lies that they were created by these beings and these beings left them instructions and they left them mantras and hymns and songs to sing, sing and gave them secrets to power. This is why many of these cultures outside of Western culture that disdains everything as a storyline. Many of these cultures have people called shaman and wise men who can still replicate in some form the miracles of the fallen because they keep the beliefs and the cultures and the secrets of the fallen. But God is exposing these things and saying that these fantastical abilities are nothing but idolatry and witchcraft, and they are not acceptable for humanity and that man needs to come away from them and repent and follow God on the narrow path. So please go to the blog and read these things because I found so many pictures proving the things that God showed me, so many images of the pictures that I saw when I went to Google, all of it was there. And I will close with this. There is only one God and he will not share his glory with others. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. 
Isaiah 42 and 8. And so I want to thank you for visiting the Master's Voice. I now have two channels, one on Rumble and one on BitChute. So you can subscribe to those and you can share with those who do not use this platform for now apparent and obvious reasons. I would also like to say thank you to all of you who support the master's voice. You are a blessing to me and I am praying for everyone who uses this channel, whether you send me support or not. I pray for everyone who uses the blog and uses this channel so that you can draw closer to God, not draw closer to any man or not draw closer to any person, but draw closer to the God who is speaking in this channel. That's why the tagline of this channel is hear the words of the Lord. It is called the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy Blog. I am celestial, but the tagline speaks to the greater one, the Master himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear the words of the Lord. If you hear the Lord speaking in these teachings, these videos, these messages, it is necessary for you to open your heart. It is necessary for you to examine your ways. It is necessary for you to examine your beliefs. There are many of us today who have the love of Satan in us, and yet we think that we are acceptable to God. On a recent video, I was sharing about hybrids, the marrying of the fallen ones with human flesh that produces unclean and unholy things that look exactly like people that are not, but are not people. And still bringing forth the Lord, the Lord's warnings with all emphasis and with all earnestness, earnestness, I will still come and I will see people going, but do the hybrids really know that they're hybrids? And do you think the blood of Jesus can renew them? And this, this really, if you're one of those people, you need to really check your heart and ask yourself, do you know your Bible? Do you know that the word of God says that we must love what God loves and hate what God hates? God is passing judgment on what is unclean, unclean, and yet you're coming to be like the poor man's lawyer for the unclean thing. Oh, but is there a chance for the unclean thing to be saved? And all I can say to people who think like this is that you have no idea of the idolatry and the error that is hiding in your heart. And yet people are so anxious and ready for rapture. And I'm thinking to myself, do you know this standard of holiness and like-mindedness with Christ? that is required for you to be accepted into any rapture? Do you think that you will get into heaven thinking this way and carrying a love for the unclean in your heart? And you think that God will receive you when he says, put away the unclean thing, come out from among them and be separate, purge, cleanse yourself, and then I will receive you. You hear a word that a thing is unclean and that you are to separate from it. And the first thing you're thinking of is, oh, can the blood of Jesus save them? Do you know what the blood cost the Lord? Do you know what it cost Christ? Do you know what the cost of salvation really is? Do you know the agony that he endured to save men? The blood of Jesus Christ is for men alone. The salvation that Christ offers, the free gift of eternal life that God offers is for men only. And so if your heart is not right and you have this kind of mindset, do not even think that you are ready to stand before the Father and say, oh Lord, please receive me into your kingdom. Because heaven will receive no error. Heaven will receive no darkness. And heaven will definitely not receive anyone who is walking partially in the light and partially in the dark. And this is the status of most of us. And yet we think we are pure and that we are ready to stand before God and say, oh, pick me, pick me, God, take me to your kingdom. It is not as easy as that. It is not as cheap as that. So let us be mindful in these end times 
that we love what God loves and hate what God hates. Because this is just one of the many standards to be able to be accepted into the eternal kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And on that note, I'll stop the video here. May God bless you and keep you. Until I see you again, I am Celestial with the Master's Voice. Go to themastersvoice.com and you'll really have to hunt for it nowadays because I think that Google is... Um, suppressing the results of the blog and suppressing the results of the YouTube. But all that is completely irrelevant because God's word will go forth like a trumpet on this channel. So share with someone else and God bless you until I see you again. Take care and goodbye.